I got to play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. What's up, Football Card Quest? I'm Paul Hickey, co-host of the Sports Card Strategy Show right here on the NoOffSeason.com Sports Card Network. Be sure to check out our other great shows on the network by visiting nooffseason.com. And of course, check out all the great content that Andy's putting out at footballcardquest.com to help you make money flipping football cards to fund your PC, fund your life. All right, everybody, here's Football Card Quest. Let's dig in, people. Week 10 is here, Steve. We're officially over halfway through the season we're ready to look at playoff odds. We're ready to look at MVP odds, talk about the biggest storylines from week nine. We had a massive win last week. CJ Stroud had a massive win last week. And uh, Steve, exciting times, man. How you doing? The one and only eBay hitman right here, guys. And of course, I'm your host, Andy. Steve, how's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. I think... Uh... It doesn't seem real that we're halfway through it already, man. It's just kind of flying by. Uh, I don't know if, if any of you guys were playing against C.J. Stroud in fantasy this past week, but let's just say that uh, that last drive where they scored, uh, I just had a feeling it was going to be the nail in the coffin for me, and I just needed one more point, Andy, from the Jets' defense on Monday night, and I lost uh, thanks to the 59-point outing by C.J. Stroud. So. I put up a vigilant fight, but in one of my leagues, I was a victim to Mr. Stroud's wrath this week. So I'm sure many of you were as well. And uh, he's looking like a big value, Andy, at the uh, QB8 now. Yeah, he, he was a big value before this past week. I'm, I'm pretty blown away with how high some of his rookie cards are going. The mosaic mosaics going for – I'm still blown away, but man, because they're, they're going for – Fifty dollars. I mean, even the Will Levises are, are going for like twenty. You know, so to see these suckers going for fifty dollars in auction today is just mind blowing to me. Even the the horizontal blue ones and and just these regular horizontal ones. I mean, twenty one dollars from Mosaic. Steve, I I want to know what you think. I I think that people should be selling these now. What do you think? Agreed. Agreed. It, you know, you got to use other players as a barometer. And, uh, you know, you look at what, uh, you know, where the Burroughs and the Herberts and anybody that's got a mosaic card, for example, is a good example of that. And uh, Tua, I think a similar card for him, it goes for under 20. So I think you got to temper your expectations. I know everyone's all fired up because of such a big game. And, uh, you know, the, the ceiling looks high for this young man. But at the same time, you got to not let your emotions get the best of you and, and make good educated decisions when you're buying. If you're buying it to throw on your desk and you just want to have it now, you got to have it now. Cool. But if you're looking at it from an investment standpoint, I think it's a little, a good time to move on. Maybe off season, you can find some better deals. 
Yeah, I think you can find some better deals. And you've got all these other sets coming out, you know? And and so Mosaic goes from a top three set to now it's like, wow, people are really just chasing the swirls and the tessellations and the micros and the certain color, like the reds that are going for $100 right now. Granted, Steve, these reds aren't even serial numbered, man. It's, it's wild. So you look at that card, Prism comes out all of a sudden, even if CJ Stroud wins the MVP this year, that's still card drops 50% in value or potentially more, but I'd say it's probably around that. They probably cool off to, you know, $40. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if he wins the MVP, which he, I mean, there's some, some people kind of tweeting that he might be in that conversation. If he continues playing like this, then, uh, then you yeah, certainly, you know, it's going to be like a Brock Purdy type situation, but with a lot more sold volume because there's going to be a lot more Brock, uh, uh, CJ Stroud rookie cards. Yeah, you know, you got to learn from previous uh, happenings. And I know we can be very short-sighted in, in our excitement, but, uh, you know, you look at the Brock Purdy effect. You know, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. And uh, that's why we weren't advocating for these buys. These prices were not sustainable. They were much higher than they could ever possibly remain. We saw the same thing with uh, uh, what's his face last year, another Niners quarterback, Trey Lance. Uh, you know, we know we didn't think he was the guy as it was, but uh, people were paying Brady-esque prices for the guy, right? You know, you just have to uh, be a little smart in your buying, and I think that this guy is better than those two. But like you said, more sets are coming out. If you like the mosaic, just wait a couple months till there's other product. Now, Aiden O'Connell, speaking of Steve's mustache, it's uh, Aiden O'Connell. He had a so-so week. He didn't put up a ton of production, didn't throw a touchdown, but he also didn't throw an interception, Steve. He didn't turn the ball over, and the Raiders win under their new head coach, new management. What do you think about Aiden O'Connell? How are you feeling about Aiden O'Connell moving forward. I mean, you can still get his mosaics uh, for a fraction of the price of a of a uh, CJ Stroud, as you can see here, with the Aiden O'Connell green mosaic selling for nine dollars today. Or the, I mean, God, can you imagine if CJ Stroud had a turn of the century auto numbered out two? I mean, that'd be four hundred dollars, man. You know, it's a fifty-six dollars yeah. for Aiden. Very, very reasonable price there for a pro uniform rookie auto that serial numbers steve how do, you, how do you feel about aiden o'connell i felt like that was a pretty big storyline coming out of week nine yeah no i agree it's it's a feel-good story but uh, i think we have to be weary of feel-good stories sometimes that's really all they are and i'm not saying that uh he may not be a good quarterback at some point but i think there's going to be a, a growth curve that you see with this guy you know even with first round qbs you see the growth curve, but especially with later on QBs, it tends to take just a little bit longer for them to develop. So um, I would wait most likely going to be a card you can get for like a third of the current price, maybe in the off season. Yeah. And they got the jets this upcoming weekend and, and it was, it was difficult enough for Herbert and, and the chargers to work against those guys. And, and now you're going to get the Raiders doesn't have nearly the same offensive line as the chargers and Aiden O'Connell, not, not really the mobile guy, you know, doesn't really have the wheels that Herbert's got either. 
So um, I, I'm with you, man. Tempering expectations. And, and I'm not like an anti-mobile QB guy because I'm actually the opposite. I, I think that there's more staying power for a QB that's a pocket passer, especially in the trading card hobby. There's less of a risk of the guy getting his head taken off if he takes off for a run, you know. So, but that being said, I, I do think that, um, you know, we have a lot of QBs coming in next year's class that people are pretty excited about. So, you know, you have to temper your expectations. We're now halfway through the year. This is effectively a tryout for a job, and uh, the Raiders aren't exactly winning anything. So they may be in line for a top uh, QB pick. So we, we are in the thick of bye week still. And uh, this past week, the Lions are on bye week. They're coming back. In the meantime, the Vikings took uh, front row and center for the NFC North this past weekend with their fourth win in a row, Steve. And Josh Dobbs, who came in just 48 hours before the game on Sunday, it steps in for an injured Jaron Hall. They started Jaron Hall. He wasn't playing too bad. He actually completed five of six. Uh, he had a couple carries, and and then he got concussed. And it was like uh, I wasn't sure if he was good to go or not. And then and and then Josh Dobbs comes in, leads him to a comeback. And his cards have gone pretty wild this week, man. Uh, being a 2017 rookie, and. Uh, <laughs> Now we have Justin Jefferson potentially coming back in a couple weeks. This is I'm I've got the I'm pulling the playoff odds up here, Steve. How are we feeling about these Vikings and Josh Dobbs, a fourth rounder from 2017? You can't say anything uh, bad about the second half of that game, especially on uh, limited experience with the teammates. He did great. Uh, but you do have to temper your expectations. You know, it's still the same car. It's just a different paint job, Andy. So uh, he's still Josh Dobbs. There's still a reason that he got demoted and they were planning on starting Clayton Tune, which obviously was not the better decision for Arizona. But um, I think that if he was, you know, better, better than Arizona thought, they would have demanded more of a, a draft pick compensation for him. So, I think he's a good fill-in for the rest of the season. I think that he at least puts them in a position to win games, which you got to like. But the thing you got to fear is what you saw towards the end of his tenure with Arizona in the first half of that game, and that is turnover problems. Mm, that, he, yeah, he ranked number one in danger plays and interceptable passes. That's what kind of scares me, but he is in a situation here. If, if you've held the Josh Dobbs, I mean, kind of like the Trubisky's, right? You just had him stashed and, you know, you like the fact he's a smart dude. I feel like he's the uh, he's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. But but in terms of physical appearance, he's kind of opposite. You know, he's, he's tall, he's lanky, he's got a little bit of mobility. Uh, he's got no eyebrows. He's got no hair on his head. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the total opposite with big, bushy eyebrows, big beard, a lot of hair, you know, short, shorter, stocky guy. But uh, they're both slinging it, man. They're both they both know that they're they're out there. This is their their final chance. And who cares? It's like the 10th team they played on. We're going to sling it. He's kind of interesting for fantasy and the fact that Kevin O'Connell likes to let it rip there. And he's going to keep that high octane tempo up. Uh, and and the Vikings defense has exceeded expectations, you know. So from from that standpoint, looking at Week Ten, 
and where the Vikings sit. Um, I'm looking at this week 10 slate here, Steve. Vikings get the Saints at home this week. And you got to ask yourself, is the Saints the Saints that's going to show up that's been there all year, or is it the Saints that looked awful against the Bears somehow? I'm not sure. But uh, Saints are a good defense, and I think that you, I personally, uh, I haven't looked at all the lines, but I would be erring on the side of caution. Saints have looked really good, and I would think that the Saints are probably going to win that game. The Saints are right next to the the Ravens and the Bengals in odds to make the playoffs thanks to weak NFC South division here at uh, minus 290. Uh, tied with the Bengals, Seahawks just at 260, but that's in the top 10 teams to make the playoffs right now, Steve. One of the, what, Which one of these top teams to make the, the odds to make the playoffs right now do you think is, is fake? Do you think is an imposter out of this top 10? We've got the Eagles. Chiefs, Lions, 49ers, Cowboys, Jaguars, Dolphins, Ravens, and the Saints. And the oh, Bengals. No, I'm gonna All right, Bengals are number 10. Jags, man. I think it's the Jags. You think it's the Jags? And I would even say the Niners could be in trouble, too, if they don't get their act together because they've looked pretty brutal the past few weeks. And they're coming off a bye week, I, I think – It'll be interesting to see how they come out this week. Coming off a bye, give time for um, uh, Brock Purdy to get his act together. To get right game Brooklyn. for the Niners. Yeah, look at that, man. I, I don't know. Did you did you know they were playing the Jags this week? No, I didn't, but I think that they'll look a little more like the 49ers of early in the year. I don't know about the left tackle health, but I would think that it's he's got to be in a better position than – before the buy. So McCaffrey's going to be running hard and just about not turning it over. ETN's going to run the show and uh, Lawrence has been kind of just serviceable. Mm. Well, this 49ers uh, run defense has dropped all the way back to 25th right now in the league, 18th in yards allowed per carry. This sets up very nicely for ETN. So you, you know what I'm thinking, right, Steve? An ETN line. An ETN line, baby. We got it. We got it. We got to put some lines in. You know why? We we are now up. We are now up, Steve. Almost seven hundred dollars on the season. Did we hit another one? We, we hit did. a five-leg parlay, dude. You are the man because nobody picked this five-leg parlay except for us. And I hopefully <laughs> all the guys out there in chat, Derek, Chad, James. Kyle, Valcorp, Photography Thomas. <laughs> uh, welcome to the quest, Valcorp. Did I say the pass attempts too? That's a beauty, right? This is, this is the one, man. So the Will Levis over, well, I think we both agreed on. It's kind of unanimous. I think the whole chat ag ag agreed on that. But it was the picket lower on 31.5 pass attempts because we knew the Steelers want to run the ball and play defense. It's exactly what they did. It blitzed Levis all night long. He was trying to come back. They ran the ball, you know, solid run game with Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. And uh, sure enough, DeAndre Hopkins goes over. Will Levis goes over. Deontay Johnson got his touchdown. That was a <laughs> no, big one. So. right when that happened. <laughs> I know, man. The Deontay Johnson finally got his touchdown. I can only imagine what that felt like uh, for Deontay. And we did say, Andy, you asked a couple weeks ago who I was who I was fading, and I said Pickens, 
and Pickett and Pickens has evaporated from relevancy. I mean, he had what minus one yard on two uh, two targets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Deontay Johnson has really, really swallowed up. So after the game, uh, George Pickens erased his entire social media feed of, of Pittsburgh Steelers everything. And Mike Tomlin was asked about this in a press conference just the other day. Uh, and he said it, it's it's like a pebble in his shoe. So <laughs> that's what he said. He said it's, they asked him how he felt about uh, George Pickens erasing everything Steelers off his social media timeline. And, and Mike Thomas said it's like a pebble in his shoe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, the best receiver came back from being hurt. Deal with it. You know, it's just a young man being immature. Oh. We lost Andy. <laughs> well, uh, while we're waiting for Andy to come back, let's go over some uh, quarterback rankings. Say what's up to a few people in here while we're waiting for Andy to come back. Mark, let's go. Let's go indeed. Jay, what's going on, Jay? Derek says, talk about shitty notice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Battle photography to MVP. I like it. I like it. Kyle says, should we hold or sell Tua? Uh, I'm holding and buying, actually. Uh, James, oh, man, I wish I had that link for that beloved card there. James is saying sell. Sell everything. Derek says, where's Bush? Where is Bush? We haven't seen him in a minute. Chad, the pastronaut. They are blitzing, man. They are blitzing. Vikings defense is blitzing at a higher clip than any other team in the league by a good margin. Steve the stash. If is the stash uh is the stash a thing? I did it just for Halloween, but I guess I might be leaving. Might be leaving it. What do we got here? Oh, that's Andy. Streamyard crashed. One moment, please. Panthers or Bears? Oh man. Are you talking about for a defense? If we're talking about a fantasy defense, I, I would take the Bears. Panthers have not put up much in the way of an offense this year. And actually the Bears defense looks pretty good, although one of the linebackers is questionable. But the secondary is healthy, which is very good. And I think that Sweat gets a little more playing time this week. He got a couple uh, near sacks week one. All right. Andy's trying to get back in here. So if you guys got some questions, fire away so we can get him back in here. Who else has some start-sit things? I got a question for you guys, actually. Uh, I'm in a league where... Oh, there he is. Hey, a true professional. Not only do I only give uh, the guys a, a 15-minute heads up, even though they know we're going live at 9 p.m., <laughs> I also have a, a just a classic crash. Just a classic crash right as we're getting into our, our, our juiciest nugget of the show. So 
Uh, I'm glad that I can rely on you, eBay Hitman. Go go ahead, man. I'm sure you were dishing some. Yeah. So I, I wanted to propose this question. And Andy, since you're in here too, you can uh, throw your input in. So I'm in a league where it's uh, you know three receivers, two running backs, a tight end, quarterback, kicker, defense. And it's been the same dudes for the last 12 years. Everyone knows each other. Everyone knows the rules. Really nothing's changed other than a few years ago we went from uh, quarter point PPR to half. So somebody picked up Taysom Hill recently, and someone's played him earlier in the year, but he didn't produce much. But now that he's producing, there's people in the league complaining that he shouldn't be allowed to be started at tight end because he occasionally lines up as a quarterback. Um, what do you guys think of that? Because my take was that there was no established rule before the season starts. In fact, there's actually plenty of position players that have thrown pass attempts this year. He does act as a running back. He does act as a tight end. He does act as a receiver. He was a free agent. Anybody could have picked him up, and he was available in the draft. So if you were smart enough to go get him, like Andy, we were plugging in best ball. You know we were for him to get drafted. I think it should be allowed, but the guy that uh, lost to him this week is all butthurt and is now protesting, basically. Look, it's it's just like the fact that Taysom Hill has only a, a handful, you know, five to ten different rookie cards, like a, a 1953, you know, uh, Fran Tarkenton or something. You know, it's it's just it's it's just like that. You know, Taysom Hill is a rare breed. You can't hate, you know, you can't hate the player, hate the game. You know, it's like, um, it's, I mean, Taysom Hill's a tight end. That's how they have him on the roster for the Saints, and and that's how they use him. You know, uh, there's been other guys in the past that have been cheat codes that have played multiple positions. Cordell Patterson comes to mind. You know, there's other guys that have converted to tight end, like Logan Thomas for the Commanders. He could step in at quarterback if Sam Howell went down. All of a sudden, he'd start throwing the ball 40, 50 times. I mean, Sam Howell's throwing the ball like 55 times a game, like Patrick Mahomes thinks to Eric Bieniemy. So I just think, you know, uh, Taysom Hill is a is a rare breed. And you just, unfortunately, he is what he is, man. Whoever got him, uh, congrats to them. And uh, he, they may go on to win the league. I've got him in one league. And I wish I had some of his rookie autos. They're selling for $100 a pop or more, Steve. Yeah, I mean, he's another guy that just doesn't have a whole lot of cards. And what? who can't like a guy that can just about do anything on the field, you know? Like Keenan Allen. Phil, they said he threw a touchdown this year. Sucks, but it is what it is. Same. Exactly. T. Higgins uh, threw a touchdown. Or no, who threw a, t a touchdown to T. Higgins in the in the uh, Super Bowl? Was Oh, it was, it was uh, Tyler Boyd. It was Tyler Boyd. That's right. Tyler Boyd threw a touchdown. I mean, you know, so it, it happens all the time. Christian McCaffrey. We've seen Christian McCaffrey throw a touchdown, yeah. you know. Uh, Derrick Henry. Remember when Derrick Henry threw a, even threw a touchdown, you know. Danian Tomlinson did that quite a few times. I mean, it's, James says, yeah, tell your teammates. Yeah, man. I, I agree. I mean, if anything, he is a running back. If anything, he's a receiver. He has thrown pass attempts. But he's not listed as a quarterback, and he was a available player that anybody could have picked up, and no one complained until he started producing. So I agree. It was not an established rule before the season started. It is what it is, you know? Yeah, he just happened to have a hat trick. But the, So the thing is, right, Taysom Hill could fall off a cliff this next week and not do anything. They're so, like, 
game game uh, situational dependent. It, it's almost like it's not quite as bad as Arthur Smith in the way he's using Bijan Robinson, you know. But the Saints could decide based on their opponent next week, uh, as we just talked about. It's the Vikings. They could decide based on the Vikings' current strengths and weaknesses that they want to change their game plan and play less Taysom Hill. You know, the Vikings' run defense is fifth in yards allowed per carry. Their passing defense is 13th overall and sixth in yards allowed per pass. You know, maybe they just want to go with a lot of shorter A-dot passes and it's a different game plan. All of a sudden, we see a lot less Taysom Hill. He gets five, six carries and does nothing with it. Uh, and, and the same guy that started him this past week and one is starting him again this week and is, is not winning as possible, Steve. Yeah. Again, it's especially obnoxious that no one had a problem with it when they were starting him, when someone else was starting him. But now that the first place guy picked him up off waivers and he has a good week for him now, all of a sudden it's a big deal. So I agree. People should get over it and uh, man up. It's fair. And in the meantime, we, we've missed out on a, a super snipe of an NFC North stud here. And, and Jared Goff, our man James up here, posted a snipe earlier in the chat. Uh, and uh, wait till you check what this ended for, Steve. is a 2016 immaculate Jared Goff NFL Shield glove patch, five out of five. Let's see it. You got the link? Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you think it ended for? Man, I don't know. Three hundred. He was on bye week. What would what would it end? For? It's not. It's not autoed. No, oh, not autoed. Yeah. Uh buck twenty. Boom! Look at that buck twenty. Come on down, Steve, the eBay hitman. <laughs> Nailed it. This is why I text you before I snipe a card. If you guys want to text Steve, he's always in the Discord server. Just just join through footballcardquest.com. Go premium right there. Scrolling across the bottom. Uh, Steve is always in there. He's very active. He's always dropping cards. Uh, he sent me a sent me a card earlier. Steve, you're like you're like one of the best guys in the Discord that sends me uh, snipes. And I feel like you network with all the guys in there and you know the players that they're after and you just keep your eye open. Um, yeah. so I, I really appreciate that you do that, but man, check out, check this out, brother. That is a thing of beauty. My question is where, where's the rookie car logo? Am I missing something or is this one of those goofy ones where they didn't do it? You know what it is, is, um, because it, because those sets come out later in the year, a lot of times they didn't put rookie car logos on them. I don't know why. If you look at the uh, some of the sets, like actually had stats from games, you know, during the season. Uh, so they're not like a true rookie card, even though they should be. Yeah, it drives me nuts, man. It drives me nuts when they do that because it's it's a rookie card. It's like you made right. it in his rookie year, and what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, Steve, I'm I'm going to DC Sports 87, looking at their auctions ending soonest. This is becoming one of my favorite ways to filter auctions, is to look by individual sellers. Because I'm a big proponent of taking what the market gives me. Agreed. 
No, that is the best way because on a, on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, you may not have access to the specific card or the specific player you're looking for. But like we've said in the past, like just about player A or player B, uh, there may be a price that's acceptable for a guy that you might not be necessarily looking to buy, but you can't pass up on at the same time. Can't pass up on it, right? For certain prices. I think that's what that, um, that Jared Goff one falls into a bucket of, um, what about, what about this David Ajabo right here? Ravens 2022 rookie card. Whew. The yeah, that thing but, was cool. uh, obsidian, uh, red floods and the purple floods and the uh, white contras, which are all similar uh, design. Those are heavily sought after. So I like that. Mm, I think these look sick, man. And they're super thick, right? I was, they, trying, I was trying to buy the JJ Watt of that exact card about an hour ago. And uh, it went from three to 25 at the last second. So this one ends in three minutes. It's at three thirty-three now. What do you think it ends at? What would I have to put my max bid in, you think, to to score this bad boy? Um, I think that he's still kind of in that in-between range where people aren't certain on him. You could probably get it for 12 or under, I would think. 12 or under. We're going to go for it. Orin says he's probably done for the year. I hope not because I have a really nice, really nice Ojabo Cracked Ice Auto. That I picked up. Yeah, you know, even if he is, he's super young, and um, even if he doesn't make a comeback for the playoffs or something, you know, he, he's super young. He's on the Ravens. It's going to be hype next year. Uh, he's a good young defensive player. So, did you see? Speaking of the Ravens, did you see the headline for Roquan Smith today that popped up on uh, Yahoo Sports Messenger? Roquan Smith has been balling out, man. But what was what? No, I didn't see that. Basically, uh, not verbatim, but basically the summarization was that, uh, you know, thank God I got traded because my career was in the dumps, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's got kind of a point. I mean, the, the only difference, though, is yeah. that he's winning, right? I, I'd say so. All right, so so check out DC Sports 87, guys. Um Steve, were there any other big uh, takeaways for you from week nine before we move on to week 10? Um, I think we're seeing, I think we're seeing a lot of penalties. And, uh, and I, one thing we saw Andy is I talked about the defensive Ooh. touchdown and how that can clip your, uh, your over unders on, on player props. You saw that with the chargers when the game started off with a kick return for a touchdown. So those are some things to, to just keep in mind because uh, one of those will definitely alter and two of those will definitely alter because you're talking about like potentially two less drives for your team. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of penalty. I, I'd rather let them see them play it out. You know, there's, there's some egregious penalties and I would like to make sure though those are called. But otherwise, I mean, all these little ticky-tacky penalties when it's like some of the holdings, you know, and some of the uh, pass interferences, I'm like, really? Yeah, it's just, it's it's really... Uh, what about the Josh Allen finger-pointing penalty? <laughs> finger-pointing penalty. 
I don't think there should ever be a penalty for taunting. I, I think it, it should only be um, if they get into a fight. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm torn on that one. I, I think that there's just too many penalties as it is. I mean, I was like, why do I keep waking up at 8 in the morning to watch these games? I was like, every time anything happened, you saw a rain of yellow come down on the field, and it's like a lot of people just want to watch the damn game. I get it that there's stuff that has to be cold, but clean it up. Refs need to clean it up. Players need to clean it up. Yes, sir. One of my one of my other takeaways was the fact that Jonathan Taylor is back to his normal workload. It's kind of exciting, man. He's one of those running backs, so talented. He's just been uh, struggling with a variety of different injuries and controversies there at the Colts. Uh, but this is a high paced offense. They're paying. They're playing at one of the fastest paces in the league right now. And although they're not leading the AFC South. Uh, like the Jags, they're they're right in the thick of it, really, and they're just a it's a it's a high production situation. Uh, I think he's going to be really cheap right now, and he may be due for one of these big games. Finally, bounce back. Yeah, Sean's got to be excited. Every week, the utilization keeps going back up, and uh, you know Moss seems to have been almost phased out at, at this point. Um, but Colts keep somehow staying in games are winning games. And uh, I mean, they their lack of defense is making these games pretty fun to watch. So kind of like the commanders, right? Yeah. Uh, they get into all these high octane shootouts. And I guess the Buccaneers, cause the Buccaneers put up 37 points against the Texans and CJ Stroud just kept pushing it and pushing it, pushing it. Some of those throws were just dimes. So, Man, that's 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 definitely the big the the, the biggest takeaway from week nine. Uh, there's a few there's a few injuries. One other one, Steve, uh, the Eagles. You know, beating the Cowboys. And you look at you look at uh, Filthy saying the refs tried to give Dallas that game. There was a ton of penalty controversy, and now I feel like every Philadelphia game there's a lot of penalty controversy. And, you know, um, and the big thing is Steve. Dallas Goddard, wrist injury, got tackled weird on the sideline. He yeah. has the surgery, likely to miss four to six weeks, something like that. Um, my so so as part of that, we have a sample size of Dallas Goddard being out last year. Steve, Dallas Goddard missed uh, four to six games last year, and in that span, Devonte Smith's target share went up almost ten percent. He's getting an extra four to six targets per game. And so we saw him get a nice touchdown in this game. I think we could be looking at now the Eagles are going on bye week. So this is good because Justin uh, Jalen Hurts is also dealing with a uh, bone bruise on his knee. So this is a perfect time for the Eagles to go on bye week. People start for forgetting the fact that Dallas Goddard is going to be out for a while. Devonta Smith uh, is due for a blow up game in the next couple weeks. Yeah. I, I think that uh, he definitely absorbs a lot more uh, of the game, and then Swift probably gets an uptick in the pass game too. So, yeah, no, I like that. And it, it does hurt me to say that uh, in both our Dynasty League and in my Keeper League, I did, did have Goddard uh, go down. And you could tell right away when he grabbed his arm that uh, he wasn't going to be out just for a few plays. So that one hurts, but uh, the Eagles – in real life anyway, we'll be just fine. We need to find 
fill-ins in our leagues if you're uh, missing Goddard. There's quite a few guys that you can go get. If anyone was foolish enough to drop Trey McBride, go get him. Clayton Toon was the only reason he didn't have a good game. And you have Kyler coming back this week. And uh, Jake Ferguson of Dallas, somehow he's not owned. That's a guy that needs to be started in every format. And even uh, Kate Otten's starting to produce a bit. Yeah, and he's been he's had a a high snap share. He's run almost a hundred percent of the the snaps on the field. He's on the field a ton, and he he's he's getting a decent amount of targets. In this past week, he's finally converted, which was awesome. So you had to, like some love for some of these sleeper tight ends this past week. Kate Otten, Cole Komet, your boy Komet over there swinging home runs, hitting home runs over there. Uh, and and actually, since Bajent has been a, the starting quarterback for the Bears, Komet's target share has gone up and up. Man, he's he's getting hits almost like the rookie knows uh, knows a valuable red zone target when he sees one. Cole Komet's, <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I know he's got a lot of fans there this past week, even on the the Bears, who are one of the one of the lowest ranked teams in the NFL right now. He still gets a lot of love, especially in the hobby too. Yeah, 18 targets over the last two weeks. And now you've got, uh, you know, Fields missing another week, it looks like, uh, against Carolina tomorrow. So uh, Komet is looking wheels up. We were big on him last year and uh, the offseason. So, yeah, I, I like him. I know I've got a lot of Komet. I'm not necessarily selling it, but um, if you do, this may be a good time for that. There's no, there's no good Devonta Smith uh, auctions that I can find ending tonight. Oh, I put in oh. 2020. Speaking of that, Andy, do you want to see the Devonta Smith I sent filthy before the stream? I don't. I, I haven't even looked at what it ended uh, yet. So here's an interesting seller. AB Sports Cards Collectibles, 100% positive feedback, 16,309 uh, feedback markers. That's really impressive. Prism Disco, but this is a second-year card. We got a 2022 yeah, here. All right. But when I find when I find guys like this, Steve, what's interesting is this this listing came up and I, I know I, I typed in 2021 that time so this listing came up he must have had 2021 somewhere in the description right yeah, let's see. so I'll go to his shop filter auction ending soonest and he does have some properly listed cards so yeah, a lot of base stuff. Lot, not, not a whole lot ending too, too soon. Uh, let me see. Maybe I'll send you one of the better ones I found here. A lot, uh, a lot of base cards. Here's a good one. Actually, I got two good ones for you. I'll send, I'll send them uh, in the private chat. Old Jay Love got him a bounce back win this past week in week nine after he came off the bye. Steve, you notice Aaron Jones looking uh, uh, almost 100% healthy. That was clearly a big help to Jordan Love's uh, game. Christian Watson, right when we started getting ready to, to take off, he is now hurt again, but he's not hurt. I don't know what's going on with Christian Watson. It's been a total uh, bust season for him, and uh, just the Packers in general, even though they got a win this past week, I mean, they had to grind it out, and 
Uh, I'm looking at uh, Christian Watson as a guy that's just gone down probably almost 100% in rookie ticket auto values since the season started. He, he Are you in or are you out on him as a, as a fantastic buy low right now? Um, he's a good buy low. He's more of a long play at this point. They, there's, they don't really have the pass volume for whatever reason. Um, and they're not really focusing on one guy. He capitalized on a lot of red zone action at the end of the year last year, but you know, maybe that'll change a little bit with having the run game back maybe, but, uh, you know, if you remember what his cards were going for at the end of last year, even the beginning of this year, some pretty outrageous prices. And, uh, you think skill at some point is going to catch up to the opportunity and he'll, he'll have those opportunities. So mm, that's it, man. Skill catches up to opportunity. That's why I buy. And, that, and, and, and as a result, you can just get some, some cards crazy cheap. Like, I don't know if I'm in on this horizontal obsidian, um, uh, have a good night, by the way, Derek, we'll, Derek. we'll see you next time, brother. Uh, appreciate you tuning in, even though I only gave you 14, minutes of notice man you're a good man Ooh, how much is that white prism the Eight. white select uh, the white select prism is a psa 10 typically these are serial the low too. number i think 35 maybe yeah that's so that's at interesting. least they used Something to be out of 35 i don't know if the 23s are, or 22s are yeah yeah look at that man seller failed to mention that this is numbered out of freaking 30 out of 35 and it's ending in 12 minutes. Currently $80 for a PSA 10. That's a deal, man. That is, that is a deal. Yeah, if you look at uh, similar similar receivers uh, that have become successful, that card of them would go for a lot more than 80 bucks. I That's sent you a couple Devontae Smith uh, listings. One that ended that I haven't looked at yet. I wanted to save a little suspense. And then a couple that are ending tomorrow that uh, have some promise. All right. Let's see. Pull those up. Uh, all right. So let's see what you got here. Steve's favorite brand, Spectra. Steve, do you like Spectra more than, than Prism? Uh, yeah, probably. Honestly, I, I just I think the design is pretty cool and unique. It's really flashy. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. And Andy, when Spectra came out and Prism came out this past year, uh, Spectra was actually more. Price per hobby box was actually more. So I know Spectra in the past was treated as a, uh, you know, a lesser than type set. But apparently that's not how it's being viewed anymore. Man, this is a great card to snipe. Ending uh, tomorrow night at almost 8 p.m., $31 right now. It's a Devonta Smith, Kenneth Gainwell, dual auto, a dual patch, too. Blacklight Spectra. auto, too. That's so cool. I've always wanted one of those. Blacklight, so it's basically like a black background with a white Sharpie on the sticker, but still it makes that autograph just pop, man. And look what at is this numbered out of 10? This is numbered out of 10? Yeah, 05 out of 10. So you got scarcity of gold here. It's in a BGS 8.5. Would you 
uh, buy this with the intent to crack it out of the slab? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, with cards that are that low serial numbered, I don't know how much the the grade affects it that much compared to maybe like a base Joe Burrow, for example. But, uh, you know, I'd see where your offers are at with the slab. And then if you're not satisfied, I would probably crack it out. With the playoff upside of the of the Eagles and Devonta Smith now taking a step forward, just just almost guaranteed because no more Dallas Goddard. Uh, I think the the target concentration on this team is pretty high. We're, we're going to get some big bounce back games. So he's almost like in that T Higgins situation uh, from a couple years. Uh, well, you know, you could say that again for this year as T Higgins just had a big week this last week, but it's kind of like that same situation. And this card is sick, man. What what do you think you'd have to put your max bid in to win this? Oh man. Probably 80 bucks. 80 dollars. There you have it, guys. Whoops. Uh and so Steve sent a another one another one here. Uh let's check it out. It's a BGS nine centering 10 on this one. So you do have a Nine edges, nine corners, 8.5 server. Another one of those Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Devonta, dual autos this time, green. Blue Sharpie. And it's green. Green, it's green, green level. scope. Wow, man. This one's nice, too. It's numbered out of 30. We got half of the, the current bid on this at $17.50, ending only 13 minutes later, man. What would you put your max bid on on this one to win, Steve? Oh. Probably like 55, 60, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I would want to try and flip it, I think, for around 150, like 125 to 150. And you're going to capture the heart of a, a pretty serious collector with this card. Well, you, know what, you know what? I'm not a huge two-player card guy, but the reason I like this one is, like you said, Super Bowl potential, and the fact that both of the guys are on the same team and are still on the same team goes a long way. Mm-hmm. That really does. And your third one is a horizontal encased. Got the portrait silhouette in the background. Got 14 out of 35 on-card rookie auto and a BGS 9 grade here. Yeah, that's a beauty, man. Currently $17.50, ending tomorrow night at 10.45 p.m. Yeah, that, that's that got some nice upside. I mean, that's got a great, like, clean design. If you're not a Spectra kind of guy, this is more of, like, a clean but modern look on the card. Horizontal, but uh, but beautiful. I'm, I'm going to guess on this one, Steve. I'm going to see what you say. I'm gonna guess like fifty six dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's like uh, probably around sixty bucks that you'd need to to scoop it. But during his uh, breakout last year, that's probably a card that was getting like one twenty to one fifty. Hmm. And did that, that did that link for that gold prism go through? It was the first one I sent you? That's there. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's it. I didn't get the chance to look at it yet, but I wanted to. Oh, Ooh. I sent it to Filthy before the stream. I was, 
trying to give him first swing at it. <laughs> is that a print line or is that part of the scan That's right the there? Scanner. All right, so we got part of the scan, but we got a 2021 Gold Prism rookie, Devonta Smith, numbered out of 10. You know it. Uh, not jersey match, but it's three out of 10, still gold. It's currently at $530. This in oh, it ended. It's done. Ended at 531 today. Or no, 531 P Pacific. So actually 830. So this just ended an hour and a half ago. $530 raw. 35 bids. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you think that was going to end for, Steve? Did that end where you expected it? Or were you expecting that to go higher or lower? Um, I, well, because he hasn't been on on top of things this year, I actually thought it'd go for like closer to four, four fifty. But I think this is the kind of card that's back on its way up. We're getting closer to the playoffs. Now his role is likely to expand again. So good timing on the buyer. Yeah. Great timing on, on the buyer because Hey man, they're he heading into bye week and you just started to get a taste of Devonta Smith's magic. And it's really going to come into full form in the playoffs and that i think that's the play that you're making like the ultimate goal is to sell eagles like jalen hurts devonta aj brown whoever it is that you're investing in right now that's the goal you want them to get back to the big bowl game um and the bye week this week will be great for sniping their cards on ebay guys so happy hunting out there on it thundering sports cards steve he said on underdog he spent 120 and he is right now winning 238 uh, that's awesome, man. Congrats to Thundering. Uh, we, we talked earlier. We hit a five-leg parlay on a $10 bet. We turned it into $375 this past week. We're now up to $740 in the account after starting off the season uh, down to like 50 bucks because we did 100 best ball drafts. And so we'll see what we win out of those at the end of the season. But we're winning money on a weekly basis right now, Steve. Promo code QUEST is the best way to get signed up and get into this with us guys. We're got we're getting ready to put in a couple slips based on the week 10 slate and promo code quest gets you an instant 100% deposit bonus up to $500, man. It's it's so sick. Uh and I, I can only imagine if if we would have put a $100 bet on this Steve, we have five picks. We took 10 to 37.5. We could have 37x to $100. This is add another zero there, you know. It's like add another couple zeros. I mean, you're 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 just going huge. So, um, I love the upside, and you only have to hit a couple of these. Like, I feel great about where we're at. So, Steve, I'm looking forward to diving into this week ten slate now and seeing where we can capitalize. Kicking it off, brother. Look at this Thursday night matchup right here. Kick it off. Yeah, man, I got my, I have my uh, my non-biased spectacles on. I know I know we get a lot of people that uh, have a suffer from a little disease called homerism in, in the community here. But when it comes to fantasy and uh, you know putting in slips, I'm just gonna look at it from an analytical perspective only. So, um, and actually, I think this will be a pretty close game. But the only reason I think the Bears have an edge simply just by being at home and uh, simply because the Panthers have just looked just outright awful this year. I mean, if it was any other team, I'd say it would be a toss-up, but I'll give them a slight edge. 
Um, are, do we get more Tyson Badgett or is Justin Fields back? Badgett looks like he's starting. Fields is doubtful. More di- more, more Tyson ba- uh, Badgett. Okay, so I like that for him. Cole Komet. And then I also, with just how bad the Panthers have been, I also like the fact that the Panthers right now, their run defense is 32nd in the league. Their run defense is 32nd. They're 25th in yards allowed per carry. Roshan Johnson uh, is interesting. And also uh, your boy Khalil Herbert, I heard, is back to full practice now. Is is Khalil Herbert going to be playing tomorrow night, you think? Uh, they haven't designated him for our – they haven't fully uh, – put him back as an active player he's still okay. on the injured to return list uh so that that's where the situation gets a little muddy if he does play though you you know the whole uh running back backfield situation is just kind of jumbled right now it's hard to pinpoint any one guy you know that's going to be the main guy going forward you have a three-headed timeshare so it's it's a little bit uh a little bit of a mix-up all right, here we go. So I want to look at the Bears players tomorrow night. All right, there's Tyson Bajan. Uh, Bajan, 189.5 passing yards. Really? That's it? I mean, he's hit that over the past two weeks. The only week he didn't was against Vegas. I mean, <laughs> what, what am I what am I missing here? Is it the fact that the, the, the Bears defense is just going to score touchdowns all night long and Bryce Young can't do anything? I don't think so, man. The Bears' defense isn't that good. The Bears' passing defense is 30. They can't put pressure on the quarterback if it saved their life. And you know the Bears aren't running, so that's Bryce Young throwing the ball. Maybe Bryce Young throws some touchdowns. Adam Thielen's grumbling, you know. They've they've got some guys there. What about Terrace Marshall? What about uh, DJ Chark, you know? They've got some guys there. Tommy Tremble, man. Chuba Hubbard. I think that this Thursday night game could be really interesting here. Being a home game for you guys, uh, I don't see Tyson going under this. Do you? I mean, Carolina's defensive strength is their secondary, but 189 is pretty low. 189 is low, and they have Khalil Herbert on here. They actually they have Khalil Herbert on the pick so – that tells me that he is going to play in some kind of capacity, man. No, he's, he's still listed as uh, questionable with he had, and he hasn't been activated from the from the uh, injured injured reserve reserve to return list yet. Dude, they are just tempting us right now. I mean, DJ Moore one <laughs> touchdown, anytime touchdown, and you get a two X bonus. You know what's interesting is if you if you look at uh, Mooney, you know now that we have more pass volume with Bajan, Mooney's actually been actually part of the pass game, which he should have been the whole time anyway. But oh, they still have Miles Sanders props on here. He's twenty one point five rushing yards. He doesn't even barely play anymore, man. Look at the look at the opportunities in in the carries. He's been one of the big busts. We kind of knew it. He had he was buoyed a lot by that Philly offensive line, and uh, he just getting just getting destroyed by Chuba Hubbard. And they're giving Chuba a bell cow roll, you know. Yeah. Plus, he's coming working his way back from an injury, so he he is kind of like 
borderline doghouse plus coming back from an injury. So his workload has increased the past couple weeks. So I think we'll see uh, what happens with that. But I'm not too high on him. I mean, if you had a, had him in a league where you had to start him, I don't know what to say. You, you just got to start him. But it's the kind of guy that's too a little too volatile for me uh, to throw on the sheet. Oh, you like the under. Okay. I like the total under because I think the total under is interesting. Yeah, he may have put up uh, 50 last week against Indy, but this isn't the fast-paced Indianapolis Colts that we're talking about here. I think this is more of a, you know, a slower pace. It could be, you know, filled with quite a few punts. <laughs> and the the thing is that worries me about this game is that it is the kind of game that probably will be pretty close through the entire duration of the game, which means a lot more running. So Cole Komet's got a chili pepper too for 35 and a half receiving yards. That's it, man. I, I got to go over. He's hit that over the past two weeks. This makes this, this is taking advantage of something that the market hasn't corrected to as a new normal. I think with Bajent, you have this chemistry with Komet. I think there's no way he goes under here on 35.5. What say you, Steve? Yeah, that's a low number. And uh, if we're thinking he's going for about 190 passing yards, you got to think one of his favorite targets gets a good bulk of that. And then last but not least, you got uh, props on Bryce Young. He got a fumble. Uh, very fragile. That's a risky one. Uh, Adam Thielen's only 68.5. That's got, that's gotta be an over, right? I mean, he hits, he, he only, only, uh, five grabs in the loss to the Colts, only 29. So is, is this an overreaction here? Overreaction to last week. Uh, maybe. I mean that that was his first bad bad game, I guess you could say, right? Yeah, yeah, it was his first bad game, and I I think there's got to be a bounce back here, and this is definitely his his favorite target. I mean, Bryce Young is is at the bottom, man. He's at rock bottom. He's got nowhere to go but up. Steve, I, I'm putting in. I think I'm going to put in some money on this slip right here. We're going to go it. for it. Roll it, man. We we, gotta... we won, so. We're doing a $20 bet. Oh, baby. Five correct plays pays up to 800. Tyson Badgett over passing yards. DJ Moore touchdown. Miles Sanders lower 36.5 rushing plus receiving. Cole Komet higher 35.5. Adam Thielen higher 68.5. Put it in the bank. Boom. Man, juicy. Juicy. All right. So moving on to the to Sunday, we've got a Sunday morning game. Looks like we've got another European game here on the slate. Colts <laughs> at the uh, the Patriots. They're considering, I guess, Patriots home team. Is this a German Germany game or is this in the UK? I have no clue, Steve. But let's take a look. I didn't know that there was one this week. Let's see. Deutsch, Deutsche Bank uh, Park in. Oh, it's going to be Germany. Deutsche Bank Park. Yeah, I don't know. That uh, sounds like Dutch or Frankfurt Stadium. So that's German. Ah, oh, cool, man. So they're back in German. 
Germany. And they're, they're, they're ready to celebrate some Oktoberfest. It's probably a good time to uh, to have games in Germany, right, Steve? Who do you got in this game? Oh, man. I think the uh, the Patriots have come a little bit further along, but just not getting it done. We thought that they'd make a game of it last week, and they did. Um, um, I'm going to take the Colts' marginal win. Yeah, I'm going with the Colts here in a marginal win. I like it, man. I like it. I just I don't think the, the the Patriots can keep up the Colts the way they've been producing their defense is just not that good anymore, right? Patriots uh, have gotten Ramadre going a little bit, but he's still not yeah. getting enough action. He's only what do you get nine touches? It's not enough uh, for your best skill position guy. And Juju, like I said, back in there making a difference. So if they can really get you know their key guys going they can start winning some games again but they're still kind of slowly piecing it together but season's already pretty much a wash for them the one thing to note here is that josh downs uh, the rookie josh downs who's having a great season who um became like uh, one of the favorite targets of Gardner Minshew, who has been airing it out is now injured it looks like josh downs is going to miss extended time with his injury and um this i think is just going to funnel more targets back to michael pittman jr um who is a a uh, a great play in all markets you know fantasy cards um yeah did not practice today with the knee so you know and your and your boy alec pierce right steve patriots pass defense pretty bad 23rd right now yeah, I mean, the offense is officially running through the running game now, but, uh, you know, that's fine because Minshew, even though he's been able to, he doesn't have to do as much, which I think in the long run is better. Is yeah, I'm going with the uh, bounce-back touchdown. Questions? Yeah, we're Say always, what, Steve? I said Z-Money in the chat said, are we taking fantasy questions? We're always taking questions, my man. Yes, sir. We're always taking questions. Uh, it does send me an alert notification if you super chat that is open. Um, it is uh, free to just put in a question in the chat. We'll get to it when when we notice it. Uh, I'm not the the greatest multitasker at 10 o'clock at night, but uh, with Steve here by my side, we'll, we will get to your question. Yes, sir. So I hey, put in you, I put in Steve higher on for uh, Pittman. Uh, you sent me a play for Pittman. There was a, a catch he had this past week. I think it was a Instagram or Twitter video. He got like punched in the face while he was catching it. Still brought it in. 222 yards on Minshew. Are you going over under? Last two weeks, he's hit the under. The three weeks ago against Cleveland of all teams, he hit the over for 305. It almost seems like. See. See, if you look at what I was talking about with Carolina's secondary, he had 127 passing yards. So they're 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 underrated in the secondary. Um, you know, but this is not Carolina. This is the injured, uh, injury-riddled Patriots without their best two defensive players. So 222 is not bad. I think that that's that's achievable. Yeah, and the and the Patriots are a competitive team. Like like you mentioned. They just had a uh, nice bounce back last week, and in getting Ramadre going. So, when when you look at the uh, the matchup, 
it's like uh, may, maybe it's time for the Patriots to um, to keep up here, you know, and and maybe push this game a little bit. Look at the you know the look at the script against the Commanders or the Dolphins past couple weeks. Uh, I think it sets up kind of nice for Gardner Minshew to go over, as we know the Patriots are going to keep the game kind of close, going to score a couple touchdowns. And in, in that span, like the game script's not going to be all uh, positive for the Colts where they're just running Jonathan Taylor a ton. Plus, it's not the preferred game plan with Gardner Minshew behind center. They want to throw it some more. So, yeah, this this is one's interesting, but I think I'm going to stick with the over here on Minshew. But I, I wouldn't blame you to put in a, a, uh, a counter bet to hedge this and put in another slip where you're going under. Sure. Agreed. Agreed. All right. What else are we taking? Uh, any more from the same game here? Andy? Nah, I, I, I don't. I don't trust anything on the Patriots. Side the <laughs> I, I don't. I don't blame you there, man. A monster game here at one o'clock. First one on the one o'clock slate. Browns at the Ravens. You know what's wild is you know these these division rivalry games, especially these guys. Uh, going back to when the Browns were not good, always seemed to play close. And, you know, this year it should play close because they're actually finally close in skill and talent. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be it's going to be an interesting one. I think it's another run-heavy game, to be honest with you. I could, I could actually see it being like an under 37. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and Jerome Ford is is due for another big time uh, explosion game, and if, if the Ravens are playing really good right now, really good. So uh, this game is interesting. It's a tough one to figure out where they're going to go to because the Ravens spread the ball around so much, and you know this Ke- Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell, man, were you on Keaton Mitchell before this past week? I I can't believe Keaton Mitchell is a guy that we both missed, but then I was like. That's why I was on J.K. Dobbins before the season started, man. He would have been he would have been right there having these Keaton Mitchell games. It's funny because I, I I read about him maybe four or five weeks ago, and everyone was like, ah, you know, they haven't even put him in the lineup. He hasn't been active. And how do you get in on a guy that they're not using or is even active on game day? So they did kind of. I think people kind of knew that there was some talent there, and they finally just uh, unleashed it. But again. Even though the guy's an exciting player, you got to temper your expectations. It's still a three-headed monster, at least. Yeah, they don't even have props for Keaton Mitchell on underdog right now. Overall, uh, this is going to be a close game. Who do you have to win? Let's see. Baltimore's yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, Baltimore's looking, looking pretty hard to beat. But you know what? The Browns actually looked much better with Deshaun in there, and I think Jerome Ford's healthy. So I'm going to say Browns by three. Why not? Browns by three. I'm going to I'm going to go with the Ravens here in this game. Um, by three. three. <laughs> we'll go. Been, you know, Ravens have been so good, and uh, you got to figure one of these weeks that that iron curtain's just going to there's going to be a crack in it. One of these weeks, it's got to happen. If, if if it doesn't, though, those Lamar Jackson cards are going to finally start going up at a more significant rate. We're already starting to see them creep up. But I, I think they start to really climb as he get 
he gets closer and closer to um, like front runner for MVP consideration, you know? So it's a big statement game, man. Another statement game right after it. Texans at the Bengals. Dude, both these teams coming off of monster wins, looking absolute at like just full monsters out there on offense. And now they go up against each other. We got the one of the highest point totals on the entire weekend, 47.5. Cincinnati 6.5 favorites. Can the Texans put out, put out some points against this Bengals defense? I think it's better than the Bucks defense. Not in the run, because the Bengals run defense is 24th, but their passing defense right now is 10th overall. I gotta think that maybe this is this game could get interesting. I got news for you, man. Burrow's not letting anybody show him up, so I have a feeling that he'll have another big game after the leg got healthy, after T. Higgins got healthy, after the bye. They've looked like potentially the best team in the NFL again, and uh, I gotta think that they're gonna win big this week. Yeah, that's uh that's an interesting one, man. I want to see what Burrow's stats because uh Burrow's props are on underdog fantasy. 281.5 passing yards, but this game, this game is gonna get out of control, man. This game is gonna get out of control with with CJ Stroud the way he's playing right now, and that the way Bobby Sloak's calling those get those plays. I mean, dude, it's on. I, I think this game is could be the highest scoring game of the week. They've got the the over under at 47.5, maybe even a little low, but scoring's been down this year. You know, it's all over the headlines. Quarterback play and scoring has been down. You got all these rookie backups starting everywhere. There's been injuries here, there, everywhere. Um, so um I think this this is one of those though that you want to be on on both sides, Steve. Yeah, no, you got anything uh, like you got the you got the young young rookie in there trying to make a name for himself, and then I think you got Burrow in there that's just gonna draw a line in the sand and say, nah, nah, "I'm the only headliner in this game." So uh, Burrow's looked great every week since he's been back, and you know you can tell because the ball's getting spread around, and a lot of people are producing, not just Jamar Chase. So Jamar Chase is over under is 86.5 receiving yards. I like the over there. Um, we don't have a prop. Do not practice, though. Are you worried about that? The do not practice for uh, officially doesn't practice Wednesday. The back injury. Hard. I don't know if you saw the. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle played through a back injury just two weeks ago. Um Man, well, you know, I immediately picked him because I, di I didn't see a prop for T. Higgins. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's that's strange. So maybe those have all been per like bought out. Uh, what about what about uh, Mixon? Honestly, that's the only prop for the Bengals. We got a we got a Mixon touchdown, sixty three point five rushing yards, eighty nine point five total uh, for Mixon, and then the eighty six point five for um, for Jamar Chase. This total is not bad for for mixing. It's kind of it's kind of high, but yeah, the running back picks I feel like are a little less consistent week to week. I like the touchdown for mixing. I wouldn't mind picking the touchdown. You know, no spicy pepper though. 
Yeah, no spicy pepper, which is strange, man. So these these lines are early. So sometimes it is advantageous to attack these lines early because people buy them out and then they change as the week goes on. So you, we're really getting a kind of an advantage looking at a Wednesday night when a lot of guys aren't looking at it till just before the game or, or you know, even over the weekend. Oh, well, we've uh, seen it, Andy, where these lines have changed like while we're writing our slips. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going over though on CJ Stroud 251. If we follow the narrative, this is a shootout. We go over on both these guys. Nico Collins at 60.5 receiving yards and Tank Dell at a one touch. Dalton Schultz. Oh, give me a Dalton Schultz touchdown. Give me a Nico Collins over 60. We just need we're just missing a T. Higgins prop. That's all, man. That's all. Did you hear that uh Joe Burrow say that? One of the reasons why T. Higgins got uh, so many targets is because he knew that uh, he hadn't gotten the ball in a few weeks. Like he really hadn't got it, so he made it a, a, a um, an intention to get T. Higgins the ball last week. That's pretty cool. It's good to Joe Burrow. You think that uh, you know if you look at the Jamar line, you think that that's a lower because you know even when he's uh, been healthy, that's been pretty close to average. And if he's banged up, they could lean on T. Higgins a bit more again. Yeah, if he didn't practice and he's got a back. Hey, you're right, man. Let's do it. 35X on this. We put in what, what we can. We'll go 10X on it. We'll go $10 on it. Should we go 15? <laughs> so it's it's exponentially higher, man. We did it. We well, did put in 15 there, guys. That one is that that one is the game of the week. I mean, you gotta attack it. Um, this is another one that could be potentially game of the week, Steve. 49ers Jags. We talked about it a bit earlier. Surprisingly, a lot of people think that the 49ers defense is so good, uh, but the run defense currently ranks 25th and 18th in yards allowed per carry. This sets up beautiful for Travis Etienne, who's on pace to to, to rush for over 1,800 yards. He's one of the evaded tackles and yards created after first contact leaders in the NFL, top three right now. Uh, he's scoring a touchdown almost every week. And uh, the 49ers passing defense ranks really well. So you got to think that the heavy dose of Travis Etienne is going to be in the game plan here. Yeah, definitely. And I think that we saw um, you know, a couple bad weeks out of Ridley, but it looks like he is uh... – what figured out whatever the issue was over there. He's he's been a little more consistent on a week to week basis now. So they got the weapons. They they do have the weapons, and uh, you know. But I think that they've moderately overachieved. I think, and I think the Niners, who are coming off of a losing streak, are going to want to correct that. Boom. So should we just go with the total? He's so versatile, man. He's got such a large role, receiving, rushing. Either one of all these numbers, I like to over. Um, but uh, which one are you feeling here, Steve? Uh, what What's he had for receptions the past few weeks? Because I actually like three, 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 and three, and it's three and a half. Hmm. <laughs> of course. Uh, what about the yards? What's the yards been? Uh, re uh, receiving yards. Uh, 28, 24, and 70. 
at Pittsburgh last week. And Pittsburgh reminds me of a team pretty similar to the Niners and, and, you know, the strengths of the defense. And it's what for receiving yards? 22? Yeah, Yeah, 22.5. I like that. Bingo. Bingo. What about what about Calvin Ridley, man? Let's see if he's on there. Oh, yeah, he's got four and a half receptions in a fifty-five point five receiving line. He finally got going last week with an over on both of those, going six for eighty-three after having quite a few dud weeks. And this is against Pittsburgh. Um, at, you know, I got to think uh, this this game may set up for him pretty well. Yeah, I think on a week-to-week basis, you know, there's going to have to be like an odd man out. Uh, I think Ridley's going to be consistent enough. The 55 is not bad. I don't think that's too bad. We got 55. I think that means we're we're going uh, Trevor, maybe maybe over on the 241 passing yards. I like that because the 49ers don't play slow. You know, uh, the 49ers are one of those teams, especially coming off of the lost streak that they're on. They're going to push the pace. They're going to be aggressive uh, on offense, especially when the Jags score. We're already betting that Jags score with Travis Etienne and now Calvin Ridley. It's got it's going to happen. I think this is a uh, an inevitable uh, progression here. They're going to speed up a little bit in this game on offense, and um, that'll in turn enable Trevor Lawrence to to go over this total. Yeah, that makes sense. And two forty one is not not too big of a number. Nah, it's not too big. That's not too big of a number. Let's see what we got for Brock Purdy. We got an interception line on Brock Purdy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I wish there was a pepper on it because I'd I'd be all in. Yeah, yeah, you're in. I'm, dude. Do you think he breaks the streak? He's thrown five interceptions in the past three games. They have a good pass rush. Jacksonville has a good pass rush, so that could lead to some mistakes. It is a volatile one, though. I, I, I'd be more inclined to take a couple, couple safer ones. I wish there was. uh, Oh, is there any other Niners that we could that we could choose from? I mean, we could easily go over on the passing yards. Forget about the fragile interception. If you go over on the passing yards, that's definitely a plus EV move, especially whenever we um, we are predicting the the uh, Jags to go over on on passing. Uh, of course, you got some some uh, interesting Christian McCaffrey props here: sixty six and a half rushing yards. 102.5 total. Brandon Ayuk with a chili pepper touchdown. George Kittle with a chili pepper touchdown. Hmm. I was hoping there would be a Kittle yardage line that we could go under. It's been sold out, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's Ayuk's uh, receiving lines the past few weeks? Say? Okay. Right there, man. We might have uh, Debo back. So I don't know if that may dig into that slightly. Although, 
if he's hurt, they may just bring him in as a body, a decoy body. Yeah, that was a significant injury that he came back from. So, um, especially with his low A dot. Oh, full participant. Full participant, man. Full participant. All right. He missed two. He's back. He's back. No, So there'll, there'll be a prop coming out on him uh, later in the week. It doesn't necessarily make me dislike Ayuk. In fact, it actually makes me like it even more. If they have all their weapons... And 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 Debo's able to be that decoy, to be that guy that they have to pull in safeties for constantly because he's such a versatile weapon uh, close to the line of scrimmage. That opens things up big time for Brandon Ayuk down the field. And if you've got, um, I, I like both these. I like the touchdown. I think I like, I like the yardage better than the touchdown, just because uh, Debo is like a guy that they use in the red zone too. When mm -hmm. Debo's not out there, Ayuk is, you know, in that uh, in that mix. That's perfect, man. So checking out another five leg parlay in the books. UnderdogFantasy.com promo code Quest gets you up to a hundred percent instant deposit bonus, up to five hundred dollars. That's a that's a lot of sports cards you can then buy with that. <laughs> uh, you could just spend. Uh, you could deposit twenty dollars and then go buy you a nice Christian Watson. For twenty dollars to stash him for next year, you know, a nice there's that uh, that white sparkle right now on um, uh, on eBay that we looked at that white sparkle. It ended. Let's see what it ended at. Steve. Oh, relisted. It was relisted. Oh, zero bids. Hmm. Just what you can do is go to the top if you hit uh, view relisted item. Look at that. Yeah, just watch it again. It's still at 80, but here's the thing. If you keep adding it to a watch list, if nobody buys it after a couple weeks, the seller will sometimes drop it, maybe only by 10 bucks, but sometimes they'll drop it by like half. So that's that's a good little tip there. Saints, Vikings, both coming off wins. Vikings on this incredible win streak. Josh Dobbs, the man there. Taysom Hill stepping up. The Saints... Derek Carr's been playing pretty good too, man. Um, everybody's been playing pretty good there for the Saints, maybe except for Alvin Kamara. He's kind of his role is declining. Uh, Taysom Hill out carried him, uh, but um, who do you got in this game in Minnesota? Yeah, I'm thinking the Saints objectively because as as exciting as that ending was, I think that there's going to be a lot of people just thinking that miracles will just happen every week and. Uh, Saints defense is pretty tough, and Dobbs is very turnover prone. So, that's yeah, the kind of, that that is the kind of defense that does score on on mistakes. So, yeah, I think they had the ball bounce their way a little bit, and um, I'm I'm going with the Saints in this game too. Sorry, Chad, but I think the Saints are going to win this game. I think I think Dobbs is going to come back down to earth a little bit, man. This the Saints uh, front seven on defense, Saints defensive secondary. Pretty solid across the board. Passing defense currently ranked ninth. So, um, especially with depleted weapons, likely no KJ Osborne. He was like cart carted off and uh, in an ambulance, maybe too, if I remember correctly. J yeah, Justin Jefferson's not going to be back for a couple weeks. So, what do you, you're, you're, you're down to Jordan Addison, Brandon Powell. I know your guy T, T Hawk is there too. Dude, that uh, guy is just uh, an absolute machine. I 
if you've seen some of the brutal hits this guy just takes and just shakes it off and gets back on the field after a play, it's just so impressive. I mean, they still have probably better weapons than a lot of other teams do, even with their injuries. But I think just as a whole, the running game is lacking. The QB play is, uh, you know, a week-to-week mystery. So I think the Saints keep rolling. Saints keep rolling. I think so, too. A good NFC wild card matchup right here. Saints, uh, Vikings, uh, a, a, a Packers at the Steelers. Packers at the Steelers, Steve. Who are you feeling here? Uh, Steelers. Steelers at home. And, uh, you know, Aaron Jones coming back is obviously the, the key to that team looking like they belong in the NFL <laughs> or not. And uh, they didn't when he wasn't there, for sure. So, um, yeah, Steelers at home, even though you know I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy, they keep winning games somehow. And as long as they keep somehow winning games, you got to put a little faith in them. And I think, you know, looking at the Steelers' defense, this sets up perfectly for two guys. Aaron Jones, <laughs> 51 and a half rushing yards. The Steelers uh, are allowing the 26, you know, most yards allowed per carry. And and then also they're allowing a lot of uh, short area passes. So I like, I actually like Luke Musgrave. I like Musgrave in this, or you could go with a, a guy like Jaden Reed in this game as well. Look at that, man. Some really low lines on those guys. Super like low. And the Packers, how do you want to attack the Packers' defense? I mean, just attack it with Deontay Johnson. Another touchdown for Deontay Johnson? Could we? <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? Everything else about this slip, except for Aaron Jones, is fragile. I mean, uh, Musgrave, Jaden Reed, I think kind of fragile. Deontay Johnson, why not, man? Let's let's uh, let's throw it in there. How are you going to cap it off, though? Najee. Najee. What's the Najee? 54 and a half rushing yards? Yeah. What do you think, Steve? I think that's an over. Yeah. I like it. That's it. I'll put a 10 spot in on that. A little a little uh, dabbling in each matchup so far. What about the Titans at the Buccaneers? <laughs> Dude. After seeing C.J. Stroud gash up the Buccaneers in the second half of the last week, uh, I'm concerned about what Will Levis might do here. Um, he this this is a great opportunity for Will Levis. Oh man, honestly, I don't know. I I could see it being more of a run based game this week. And actually, uh, Rashad White's looked somewhat serviceable. Rashad White looked great, man. This this was the big game after being the worst run de- uh, run offense in the league. I mean, th- this is the game. So um, I, I like Rashad White to 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 do something. Even though the Titans' run defense has been really good, ultimately I got to go with my team. This has got to be about. Ba- 
Dude, we've lost so many in a row now. What are we? Uh, I think we're on like on three losses in a row, four losses in a row, four losses in a row. Uh, so this is the bounce back game at home. Titans one o'clock. That's a W. Uh, Baker's been playing pretty solid. Um, I I'm looking for. I would be attacking the the passing game of the Buccaneers. I would be putting it in a slip, probably closer to the game. This is one of those that I like. You know, I get all excited about the game and I'll put one a slip in right before the game starts on my guys, you know, going over uh for the Bucks, probably do a stack of Baker and 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 bring it back with a Will Levis interception or something. Will Will yeah. Levis fumble. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, he's still a rookie. There's bound to be mistakes made. So I like it. And you know, yeah, Bucks defense has gotten torched a couple times recently, but uh they have some good players, but a lot of their good players are still pretty young. Falcons, Cardinals, my man. Yuck. Um, I actually think the Cardinals win. And uh, you get the Kyler Murray back, who you hope for the last nine months has been studying football and not strategy guides for video games. And uh, he seems happy to be back, so take that for what it's worth. But He's actually on the rise as far as his rookie card values lately with everyone anticipating his return. So check that out, man. Base Donner's PSA 10 up to a new trend of almost 30 bucks. It's up 13%. Yeah, it's a little, little trend upwards. Not a whole lot of sold data here. Let's let's back you know, it out to one. The whole thing with him is that he's now playing for his job, right? Yeah. They could potentially be the first pick. <laughs> filthy they're they're potentially playing for the first pick here and uh you know he could quickly find himself without a job and a paycheck yeah i think arthur smith can too if he doesn't start giving Bijan robinson the ball more this whole tyler algier and experiment uh arthur smith what are you guys doing you spent you know a, a number four overall pick and number eight overall pick yeah Man, you know, just... I, if you look at the problem with the Falcons, is it's not so much the usage between the two guys, it's the play calling transparency. If you look at the last drive when Bijan got benched for fumbling, Algier started running better, right? Because it wasn't so obvious when they were switching the guys in and out of the game, it became more obvious to the other team what the play was going to be. But they need to be a little more creative, and uh, and both of those guys will will benefit from that. What a, now? Now this game, Steve, is massive. Lions at uh, Chargers. That's a doozy right here. Forty eight point five over under. So this is the the true highest total of the slate right here. Uh, this is it, man. Lions at the Chargers. A lot of people are going to be betting on this one. Who do you got? Man, I'll tell you what. You know I'm you know I'm a, a big Lions guy, but they, they typically just don't play the same on the road. So I could actually see the Chargers winning this one in, uh, in a high-scoring affair. At home, Lions coming off a bye week. I could see it as well because the Chargers are going to be playing fast. They're ready to go. They're in the groove. Might take the Lions a little bit to get in the groove. And I know their offensive line is good, 
but Bosa and Mac, uh, um, Tui, 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 Tui Peloto, uh, Chargers, Chargers uh, front up front uh, seven is humming. That's the thing is is momentum, and we saw how that defensive front four was uh, carrying them last week. So Lions are coming off a bye, but uh, they will be a little more rested. But sometimes that's not always the recipe for winning. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. But I, it's one of those games where I would put in two slips. I put in two slips going one going either way, you know? Yeah, because there has been games the Chargers have looked completely flat. So Yeah, and it could vary. Basically, Vegas is saying 50% of the time, this is, this is going to turn into a shootout over 48.5, and f- other 50% is going under. And uh, so I, I would play it both ways. Unlike the Giants at the Cowboys here, Starring, uh, I almost said starring Danny DeVito, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm announcing a, the upcoming movie. Close enough. Uh, Close enough. Starring Tommy DeVito here at the Cowboys, who's just going to get eaten alive, man, right? Yeah, this is the kind of game that you got to be a little worried about, that it could be so out of hand that they don't have a, a need to pass the ball anymore and uh, could limit the upside of Dak any of the, the Cowboys receivers. So that's a little bit of a, a concerning thing. You got to just hope that for fantasy purposes, the Giants stay in this game. Otherwise, you could be looking at like uh, much less than average scoring for your guys. And I think this is finally the Tony Pollard bounce back game. He's been really quiet for a few weeks. I think you're finally going to get a, a just a, a massive game, a positive game script and a good game for Tony Pollard against a, a a weak Giants team. I think it's pretty much unanimous. People are going for the Cowboys there. Yeah, I mean that's a just outrageous line, uh, terrifying. Commanders at the Seahawks. This this one's interesting, Steve. Seahawks. Um, you, you asked about teams that are overachieving, and that's definitely one of them. I, they're starting to come back down to earth a little bit. Geno has been not that great, and all three receivers are on the injury report this week. So, yikes! Uh, they are playing at home where they play much better, but. Commanders uh, have that flash potential to put a lot of points up on you at any given time. And uh, we talked about how Sam Howell is a much better fantasy QB than he is a real QB, but sometimes scoring 30 points in a game is enough to win you a game, even if your defense is giving up 29. So uh, I actually got the commanders in this one. Mm, I dig it, man. I dig it. This Seahawks is, team has become exploitable. Geno Smith, you, you finally... I've opened my eyes that he has uh, regressed back into a, a pumpkin, man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be str- I'm gonna be firing up Seahawks weapons because I think there's some touchdown and some passing upside from Geno with with how weak the the Commander secondary is. Um, so I think I think I'm almost gonna play this one both ways too, Steve. To where I think the Commanders are gonna score regardless. I think they win. Uh, I'd go with them here, but um, especially with how close they've come. But I think I think that the Seahawks can put up quite the fight here because the Commanders' defense has been uh, really weak, and they, and they just traded away the rest of their good guys. So it's like <laughs> no no pressure on Geno. He just got all day. Like hit Tyler Lockett deep. Like I, he's a guy I think it definitely gets a touchdown this week. 
yeah, no, definitely, definitely the makings of a uh, a high scoring game, which for fantasy and if you're sitting on your couch watching it, that's pretty much what you're looking for. Think there's Tyler Lockett touchdown and it's a chili pepper. Uh, so that's a that's a Double perfect one. though, Andy. I'm pretty sure he's on the injury report. Let me see. Uh, if if he is, then it's probably it's probably just a, a questionable because limited uh, on Wednesday. Let's see. Yeah, you know, and he's these veteran players. They they get rest days a lot during the week, just to kind of okay maintain he's him through it the past few weeks. Yeah, so. yeah. So he's good. So actually, in fact, this is this is a good week because last week he um he had eight targets, <laughs> so with the same with the same hammy. Rich said, who do the Browns play? They play the Ravens uh, in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, we went through that one a little, little bit earlier. That, that's a fantastic uh, barn burner there. Uh, all right, Sunday night football, man. Jets at the Raiders. This is a fun one. Oh, man. I think you got to start uh, Jacobs, who's finally, finally, Andy, made his way back to near the top of the fantasy mm. running back rankings yet again. Uh, but that Jets pass defense is just scary good, man. Could you imagine if they had a competent quarterback in there, like a guy named Aaron Rodgers, for example? Uh, yeah, he's coming back in a couple weeks. He told Derwin James after the game uh, Monday night that he will he will be back in a few weeks. So uh, I think he, I think uh, Rodgers definitely making a, a comeback playoff time. Man, no Josh Jacobs line yet, but that'd be the one I'm <laughs> playing to. Raiders, see what we got on there. And it might not be anything with it being uh, Sunday night. They have no, yeah, no, no lines out yet. So I like to exploit those early, man. Take advantage because a lot of these going to change. The ones, some of these ones that we betted earlier, I mean, they're going to change. Why don't, so. uh, well, I'm going to say that I'm taking the Jets, and I would, and then uh, why, why don't we do a Seahawks uh, commander sheet while we're here? Seahawks commander seat. Well, we got um, we got Tyler Lockett, but yeah, there's a ton of ways, ton of ways to target the commanders. Is there a I Brian Robinson it, Tutty? There is, baby. Let's go, man. He, he was a Brian Robinson touchdown. He hasn't. Uh, he, I mean, the touchdown. All right, one last week, one the week before. But in terms of yardage, his yardage is definitely is, is, uh, ramping back up. If you look, twelve touches and then nineteen last week. Okay. All right, so we we got that. We're already at four point six eight x between the two of those guys. Dotson, uh, is there a yardage play for him? If uh, Curtis Samuel misses again, that could be a juicy one. No, but I I'll go Terry McLaurin sixty two point five. All right, that's an easy one. Terry McLaurin sixty two point five. You're hitting that every week. Probably up yards. Yep. Yep. And then, and then Sam, how, uh, I like this 36.5 pass attempts, 36.5 yeah. pass attempts. He hit that over every single week, Steve. I like where your head's at. Cause yeah. that win or lose, no matter how many yards per uh, pass attempt he gets, as long as the attempts are made, uh, that's all it takes. And then and you have... I like that one. Which one? Does, does Walker continue a touchdown streak? Is he still keeping that touchdown streak? Oh, he broke it. He broke it, man. He broke it. Broke it big time. It, I mean, they did play Baltimore last week, and they did play – He Cleveland. got hurt. Yeah, he he, yeah. he is a bit banged up, so. 
Yeah, he got. I, I uh, want to say he was limited uh, this week too. Let's see, calf and chest injury. Yeah, there you go. So this could be this could be a bounce back week for him. Mm. If anything, I'm taking the touchdown, but it's uh, yeah, it's, fra- it's that's kind, of, kind of a risky given the recent production. Yeah, we've already got a couple. We've already got a couple risky touchdowns. Uh, but this Geno two two forty four point five be the over week, honestly. This is the over week, man. This is the over week, dude. I'm in. I'm putting in another ten spot on that slip. That's a nice one. And then uh, you got Monday Night Football, man. Broncos at the Bills. Are Broncos going to turn back into a pumpkin? Or do they get put up a fight for the Bills here? This is uh, (laughs) an interesting story. Could you imagine imagine the roller coaster that would be not only the Broncos season, but the Bills season if the Broncos win a game here and the Bills lose a game here? You had basically the consensus worst team in the NFL that gave up like 60-some points to the Dolphins, which would now be 4-5 and five and beating the Bills, and the Bills would be 5-5. Five and five. That makes for a heck of a story. Uh, Bills looked pretty good last week, but do you think, Andy, there's any chance at all? I do think there's a chance. I do, man. And uh, I think that this game is really interesting, really interesting. I think there's multiple ways to attack the Bills. Probably on the ground, Javante Williams in this game. I mean, he's looking, starting to look really good, come into form. I think the Bills, uh, I think they're due for another win here. And uh, th- this could this could be the game, get a couple, generate a couple turnovers off Josh Allen. So, yeah, Carter and I said sell Josh Allen rookie cards by Lamar Jackson. I mean, Josh Allen rookie cards are twice as much. I mean, you're paying 150 for a base rated rookie PSA 10. Sell that and buy a Lamar one for 50 to 70, you know. Uh, and you've got yourself what is looking like one of the best teams in the NFL. So that's a nice play right there, man. I got the Broncos too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen some clunkers out of the Bills lately. I mean, it, this could genuinely be a lower scoring game than anticipated, where the Broncos pull off some late game shenanigans. I could see it, but I did want to say that Josh Allen is the number one scoring fantasy quarterback. Now, is it the Bills team as a whole, Andy, that has let Josh Allen down? Well, uh, I think he got a lot of coaching issues there, man. I'm not a I'm not a Sean McDermott guy, uh, and I think the Bills got a lot of got a lot of coaching issues. The run defense, like I said, has not been good. They ranked 30th in yards allowed per carry, and the passing defense is 18th right now. So, yeah, man, it's is um, this is a whole this is a whole thing, but. Um, Oh, uh, the Bills. I I get that Josh Allen puts up a lot of fantasy points, but it's not a balanced offense, and, and they don't they don't really seem to have a great strategy. Like you know, you look at some of the schemes that some of these other teams are running. The Bills are, I think, a little bit more volatile, and I wouldn't be surprised if Sean McDermott gets fired. 
if they lose this. Is this the week that we get to see Lombardi Lenny in a Bills uniform? Yeah, he wasn't active last week, but uh, he's had an extra week to learn the playbook. He looked jacked, man. I saw. Did you see the? Did you see his quads and hamstrings and those? Yeah, things? he looks like he's been working out big time, man. He looked super jacked. He's always been a really thick running back with a high height adjusted speed score. So um, he's just, you know, he's getting up there in age, but he's he's not really that old. You know, he's uh, 28, you know, same age as like uh, Christian McCaffrey or Kamara or Mixon. I mean, all the same draft trades, class. It's right there, man. If he trades the, the Happy Meals for a couple protein shakes, it looks like he did. And, uh, you know, they, he's got all they're asking for is a half a season out of him, which I think is very reasonable. Lombardi Lenny. Yeah. That's it, man. I, honestly, That's Full transparency. I've picked him up in a couple of fantasy leagues. That is the guy that could be a league winner at this point. Andy, did you want to? Did you want me to run through a couple one through ten position ranks real quick? Well, we are. Uh, you can you can run through them real quick, man. But we are um, we're right at at the end here, brother. All right, we'll do it fast then. Uh, so one through ten QBs: Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, Tua, Sam Howell, Cousins, Lamar, Stroud. Herbert and then Dobbs and Goff, believe it or not, honorary. Dobbs making it in there. Kind of wild, kind of wild. We'll skip over to receivers. We got Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Diggs, Keenan Allen, CD Lamb working his way up the charts, DJ Moore, Puka Nakua, Jamar Chase, Jordan Addison, Adam Thielen, running backs, C Mac, Raheem, Mostert, ETN. Zach Moss still at four. Jacobs all the way up to five. Henry six. D Swift, Walker, Gus Edwards, Brian Robinson. Brian yes. Robinson at 10. You got to love that, man. Wow. And then over to the tight ends, we got Kelsey. This is a narrow fight, Andy, at the top three here. Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson are fighting it out for that top spot. There's only a couple points separating those guys. Taysom Hill <laughs> has almost gotten into that conversation at, at uh, four. Laporta close by at five. Komet, Kittle, Schultz, Goddard, and John U. Smith. You know, it's a shame that Goddard got hurt. He had worked his way into the top ten despite being invisible for most of the season. So the guys you should be watching, though, uh, Ferguson and uh, Trey McBride. Hmm. Ferguson and Trey McBride. Yeah, Trey McBride. Uh, everybody loves him, man. All right, guys, we uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Make sure you subscribe, turn on those bell notification icons. Uh, if you're if you're looking for anything outside of football cards, remember we're part of the NoOffSeason.com sports card network, so you can check out their website and you can check out their sports card rankings for all those other sports. Uh, and uh, if you want to get access to our Discord server, where um, you know you can hook up with uh, me, Steve, Chad, Derek, any of the other guys, a lot of these other guys in the chat. Uh, hop on in, filthy, and um, we'll chop it up with you guys in there. We'll see you next time. Good luck in week 10, Steve. Let's you go. Too. Good luck, everyone. Good night. Peace.